Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you doing, doing this morning? Doing great. I am happy to see sunshine around here. <laughs> we had a very rainy June, so having a little bit of sunshine is a good thing right now. Yeah, yeah. Colorado, um, just uh, read an article. We had the most rain in 145 years. Really? Um, in one month in June. And um, huh. all already in Denver area, um, we have more rain than we typically get an entire year. Wow. And and more, you know, they said July is going to be rainy as well. So that, um, you know, we, we have gone from, you know, kind of drought and no fi- drought and, and fire least, right? issues to, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not having a lot of those right now. So that's good news. And California's actually had the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and by the way, it fills up our reservoirs, lakes, rivers, and, you know, right. uh, good, good to have. Yeah, a lot. You have a reservoir right in your backyard, as I remember. We do. Yep. <laughs> and uh, over the last month, it's gotten, it's gotten filled up more fill. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. So that's been, uh, that's been kind of cool. And, um, we, um, you know, our uh, grandson Aiden. We were talking about the supernatural. He, um, we went on a mission trip uh, to, right, to to Poland. Poland. Yeah, Is that right? with yeah. Uh, Poland uh, uh, teenagers, and you know, they're mm-hmm. they're uh, from his high uh, school, right? Yep, and um, they were to have a camp, mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, uh, teach them sports, teach them English, and then teach them about Jesus. Right. Um, so they go over. Uh, he's back now. He just got back last night and uh, shared with us stories about it. But he, That's great. he said they go over. And <laughs> um, he said uh, the kids, he said most, when you think of teenagers, mm-hmm. they're almost like somehow they can connect easily, you know, because mm-hmm. they have a different, you know, perspective on social things and it's generally easy to connect with. He said in Poland, it was the opposite. Hmm. Is that uh, they're very uh, hard-hearted and very uh, inclusive. And they, for some reason, uh, and he said because they're, you know, they're part of the Eastern Bloc. You know, they're independent now, but they're part of the Russian Eastern Bloc. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of anti-American. Uh, he That's said, interesting. Well, he said it wasn't sure, you know, where they get that from, but uh, they're kind of anti-American. So they're there. Um, as he got more insight about it, he, God showed him there's a jealousy mm. that, um, you know, Americans have more than they do, and they don't have as much opportunity. So he said they're pretty hard uh, society, pretty hard culture so he goes over there and they start to try to uh you know talk to him mm-hmm. and the kids rejected him 
Oh, interesting. Uh, with you know, we don't want to be around you. You know, you're Amis. These Amer- are younger kids. These are these these are, these are teenage kids. Oh, they're teenage. You know, they're high so the same age, kind of. Same age, yeah. And that's why over. that's why they were a little bit surprised. Is that yeah? Yeah, generally kids our age, you know, they kind of are friendly, easy enough to connect. These weren't right. not only not fr- friendly, but they were anti. Don't don't we don't want to be around you, hmm. and don't talk to us. Um, and so they'd say they'd say you know here here let's do this and do that. Uh, nope, uh, you're Amis. You know Americans don't talk to us. You know and so. In a way, they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we've come here to share Christ, and they don't even want to talk to us at all, right? You know, so you know, hey, and they, uh, you know, Aiden was part of the group. Part of, he's part of the leadership group, and it's just okay, Father. You know, what are you going to tell us? You know, and God says, um, uh, if you want to be a friend, be a friend, be friendly. Just, hmm. just keep being friendly. Don't mm-hmm. worry, don't worry. It'll break through. Just be friendly. Um, and so, okay. So they did. They just didn't. They didn't accept the rejection, right? And they were just, you know, friendly. And then um, uh, Aiden said that, um, you know, he had gotten insight to, uh, and they and they were there in a variety of different uh, capacities. You know, to have have sports and dance and a variety of things. And he said, well, I think sports could be a common thing Mm -hmm. and um, he noticed um, at this place that they were at there was a basketball court Mm -hmm. so he just takes the basketball and starts shooting baskets Um, and then a couple of the Polish kids like they like basketball so they Mm -hmm. they wanted to shoot so they just come and start joining him shooting baskets Um, and so pretty soon they they do talk to him and and they he found out that they are fans of the uh, NBA. Oh yeah. And they have access to watch the NBA, and they knew that the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA title. <laughs> and and they would say, uh, you know, uh, Nuggets. You know, he said, yeah, I'm from Denver. Um, he said, you're from Denver, so you know the Nuggets. He said, yeah, I go to the uh, basketball games. I get to see the Nuggets. You know, and so that opened the whole thing up. Mm. And. Um, they started to have, uh, you know, be able to have fellowship, and they saw they were, you know, fr- if they were friendly, the kids saw them as friendly, and they didn't need to be so opposition to them. Hmm. And they, you know, they started developing a relationship, and they started talking and started processing, and so they started to do what they were supposed to do, which was teach them more English, talk to them, and then introduce Jesus Christ to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, scores and scores of kids accepted Jesus Christ. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, then they're going to connect him with a church there and, you know, discipling, and, mm-hmm. they, and they're and they going to follow up with him. Um, and the kids, you know, from, from the high school got to see uh, the supernatural when it mm-hmm. wasn't natural because they were naturally opposing them. Right. You know, and God said, here, you know, do these things. Let me let me work here. Let me, I'm at work. Don't worry. Right. Relax. Just just do what I tell you. <laughs> let, let, it, let it happen, and it happened. And they got to see people come to know Christ, uh, friendly. And then he said, <laughs> um, they had gone from this one little place, and they were going to go to a different uh, church about, I think, ten or fifteen miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they got there, the kids that they had talked to 
and been been with you know ten or fifteen miles away had already gone ahead of them and were at that church because they wanted to be with those kids. Oh, no way. Uh, and so they went from opposition to actually I want to hang out with you guys and be around you guys. Mm. Um, and then they, when they left, they started crying, you know, we wish you would stay, you know. So it went from complete opposition wow. to, you know, we're, we're, we love what you brought us, you know, and mm-hmm. we actually don't want you to go, you know. And so they got to experience a supernatural work of God mm-hmm. as they just saw God at work. And all they had to do is just keep being faithful and trust and not try to force it um, mm-hmm. and not be discouraged by it and don't quit. You know, let, let God bring Stay it Stay with them. You know? Let God so lead. Yeah. It, it was pretty cool. So he, he's got, he's, he said, I got a lot more stories to share with him. Oh, but, good for him. Um, we'll have to have him come on and share some of those. He was, he was very excited about that. That is excellent. I love love hearing stories of that and especially thinking again i love to hear when the next generation yes is being impacted all yeah. over the world yeah that's you know? right yeah i think it's right well we've been talking about uh being put in a position um how do we receive and put ourselves in a position to receive the supernatural this next story is pretty cool and and we who do uh understand the supernatural uh, actually can be used to help others that may not. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go to uh, Mark 2, uh, 1 through 5. This is, a, this is a cool little story. Sure. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there were no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then he came to them, bringing... Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Um, and um, uh, go ahead and keep reading a little bit because he, he gives a little bit okay. more truth about this. So I'll tell you where to stop. Sure. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, um, culturally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that um you know he says to this guy and we'll go through the story your sins are forgiven Mm -hmm. um and the the scribes basically is you know you don't have that power Mm -hmm. uh you can't do that um and of course jesus uh says you know i i see how you're reasoning amongst yourself uh, what's easier mm-hmm. to say to heal him or to say your sins are forgiven? Right. Now, interesting enough, and this is interesting, 
their answer would have been heal them. Mm. That's easier than forgiving your sins. Right. Um, he said, but so that you know that they're both, I'm going to heal them, but I also have the power to have say the sins are forgiven. Right. Okay. Um, so he's trying to go to a deeper level of truth here. Now, in our culture, particularly amongst Christians, if Jesus said, what's easier, mm. for me to forgive your sins or for you to get healed, what would they say? We would we would lean to the forgiving of sins. Yeah, okay. Because I, that is how we focus. I, yeah. get, I get the forgiveness of sins, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's easy. Uh, to heal me, eh, I doubt that. Right. Um, so he's trying to build this beautiful truth of don't limit anything mm. that I can do and, and don't fall into a pattern. Well, you forgive sins, but you don't heal. In this case, yeah, you mm. can heal, but you don't forgive sins. He says, you know, I am the I'm great. I'm above it all. <laughs> I am the great I am. I can do all this. Okay, so. Let's look at the beauty of, of the question is, how do we receive the supernatural? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Jesus is there. He's in a house. Mm-hmm. And it's packed. Right. Uh, and by the way, think of, I don't know if you've ever you know seen this, where you've gone to a venue where, um, a small venue, uh, and uh, like, for example, my uh, grandson Joshua and actually Aiden played in his little band, but he had a band mm-hmm. um, that he had put together. And it was a great. Uh, right. He plays the drums, I remember. Aiden plays the drum right? and Joshua plays guitar. Oh, that's right. Uh, he yeah. plays electric guitar. So he was a lead. Joshua was a lead. Okay. And he had electric guitars and keyboard. He actually had electric violinist. Uh, and Aiden would fill in, you know, playing drums. Um, and so we, they invited us to a, a little mini concert that they had. Mm-hmm. And it was in this small kind of little bar area. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, it was so packed that they're already coming out the door. Mm. Um, and we couldn't get in. I mean, you, you could not get in because right. the doors are full. People are already there packed in. And they're mm-hmm. flowing out in you know, out of the door, and that's the picture of this this little house. Is that Jesus is sitting there, and the, and basically think of a, of a small living room, um, and he's got a little bit of space around him, right? But everybody else is packed in, and they're flowing out the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and he's teaching the word. Uh, he's just giving truth. You know, here's some truth, and, and remember the way Jesus when he says taught the word. Um, it's not like how we tend to see it in our church culture. When our when our pastor teaches the word, what does the pastor tend to do? Yeah, we tend to think of like a sermon, him speaking at or he's, giving a speech. Almost. He, he's given a speech, a sermon. Here's my points. Listen to my points. Um, when Jesus said he taught, it was it was called didactic teaching, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, uh, let me show you some truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some questions. Right. You respond. You ask me questions. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dialogue back and forth about the things that I'd like you to understand. Mm-hmm. Because I know you have questions. Uh, it doesn't bother me that you have questions. And we're going to keep going deeper 
into these answers. Right. You know, a little bit, you know, teaching by teaching by teaching, and it'll be a dialogue. So that's what he was doing. He's dialoguing with these people who are asking questions, and he's asking them questions. Okay, well, there's a guy that's got it that's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I think, <laughs> first of all, when you're paralyzed, what can't you do? He couldn't walk to get there himself. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, see, you can't move on your own. You're paralyzed. Because mm-hmm. so he's paralyzed. Um, his friends um, want to bring him to Jesus. Okay, why? Because they know Jesus could heal him. Well, he, he can heal this guy. And we feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. And nothing that he's tried has worked. And the doctors, nothing works. So we're going to try to get to, hey, we know he's in that house. Right. So we're going to get to him. They try to get in. What happens? They're blocked. They, they can't get in. Uh, now, by the way, not, remember the last story we talked about yesterday was they told him to be quiet. The blind man, you guys be quiet. Yeah, there That's, were just too many people in this case for them the, to get through. In this case, they're not saying, eh, don't bother him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I know you want to get in there, but we just can't get you in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just too many people packed in. We just there's no way to get in. Okay, what these guys do? They got creative, climbed up on the roof, <laughs> pulled the thatch back, and lowered him into where Jesus was. Yeah. So they uh, didn't give up. <laughs> yeah. Now, by the way, um, they had to ha- they had to go get some rope mm. uh, to lower him down because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't drop him down. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they lowered him down. You know, and so. Now, think about it, and this is, this is uh, again, how you picture stuff. Jesus teaching, and they're on the roof. They get up on the mm-hmm. roof, and, and they're, the roofs are, are made of what's called thatch. And th- just think of thatch as really thick, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, farm grass mm-hmm. uh, that's really packed together, you know. And, right. And so it's grass. Um, and is packed together, and it does it does a really good job of keeping out the rain mm-hmm. um, because it works. You know, it's that solid when you put it together. So it's kind of a solid roof, but it's it's thatch of a thing. And so what they get up there, and basically what they're doing is they're creating a hole by right. by pulling it off so that there can be a hole. Uh, to to get get through large enough to get them through, yeah. Um, and they do, and Jesus is. He, I think Jesus is noticing that. Um, <laughs> my guess is, and I I would imagine this is how it worked. He didn't stop teaching. Mm. Hey, something's happening up there. Let's just wait and see what happens. I think he right. just. I think he just kept teaching. He knew what was happening. These guys are are getting you know are, are getting a hole in the roof, and I know why. Mm-hmm. And but he, he keeps going. They they open up the roof and they lower him down uh, in front of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so now Jesus is is there, um, and uh, with the, with the guy, um, uh, they let him down on the bed uh, on which the paralytic was lying. So they did that in ropes. Okay, in verse five, when Jesus saw their faith. He says to the paralytic, mm-hmm. son, your sins are forgiven you. Right. Okay. Um, now, whose faith did he see? The friends. There was no mention of the, the paralytic's faith. Yeah. It was his friend's faith. Yeah, it didn't say, I see your faith. 
Mm-hmm. I see. I see your friend's faith. Okay, now, how? What demonstrated their faith? The fact that they kept going after it. They went after it. Um, yeah. We're not going to let your condition be what it is because we know who can heal him mm. and we are going to bring you to him mm-hmm. well, you can't and we can't even go in naturally we're going to have to come up with a creative way to do it but we're going after it and they did right and the faith was both they brought him mm-hmm. they knew who they were bringing him to for what purpose and they got real creative to do it and they didn't mm. quit Right. We're going to do it. We're going to get him there. Okay, now, um, when you think then about us that do understand the supernatural, what is that a call for us to be part of? To be persistent in bringing others to experience it as well. Okay, now, there is one element here that's important. In order for them to do that, the paralytic had to, had to say what? I had to say yes. He had to be willing. I'm willing for you to do that. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> none of that was easy. <laughs> no. They got to hoist him up. They got to get him to the hole. They got to hoist him down. That is no easy proposition. Right. Um, but the paralytic had to say, okay, uh, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll allow you to do that. Uh, please do that. I'll join you in doing that. Uh, why? Because I would like to get healed. Okay, so... What he's saying to us that do know the supernatural is don't also on your part be be too passive mm. uh, and say, well, you know, hey, do you want to get healed? Yeah, I kind of do. Well, then you need to go talk to Jesus. And in a way, and this is why the story is so critical, in a way the people that are skeptical their answer is, I really don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm i not sure that it's worthy of doing, and I don't want to be disappointed. Right. So, nah, I don't know yet. Um, and we just say, well, if, you're, if you want to go to Jesus, get healed. You need to go to Jesus. And Jesus says, well, why don't you bring him? Mm-hmm. Um, and your faith will be rewarded by your persistence mm. to get him in front of me. And so don't quit. Now, by the way, they do have to say yes. Right. Because they could say, look, I know, I know you're trying to do this, but I don't want to go. I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pursue it. Okay. Um, I can't force you to go. But would you consider going? If I, could, if I could get you to Jesus and experience the supernatural, would you, wouldn't you want to let me do that for mm-hmm. you? Uh, particularly, uh, and remember, this is a group of guys. It's four people. So... Right. Um, it's a small group. It's a mm-hmm. inner circle. It's hey, I, you're my friend. We That's know something. So We're gonna come with us. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Let us bring you to Jesus. Let us bring you to Jesus. And and we're gonna get you there. And we're gonna ask the question. In essence, on your behalf, would you heal mm-hmm. this? Let us walk you in there. And we're not gonna we're not gonna leave you alone here. And we're not gonna put the burden on you. Mm-hmm. Um, all you got to do is say yes, and let's get in front of Jesus and let's ask the question and let's pursue it. You know, and so they did. And Jesus said, "I see your faith, and because I see your faith, 
your sins are forgiven. And of course, then the you know the scribes say, "Well, you don't have the right to do that." He said, "Right, actually, I know why they brought him here. Mm-hmm. I did this. I did a, a a bigger story here for your sake, scribes. They brought him here to be healed, mm-hmm. which I, obviously I could have done immediately, but I wanted you to know that I can forgive sins." based on who I am, which right. is which is the essence of the supernatural relationship because it happens in the kingdom of God because you're righteous because of what I've done for you. And I want, want you to understand that uh, my act of, of going to death and resurrection is going to be the source of forgiveness. Mm. And that allows you the privilege of being healed. And I want to heal you. Um, and so he heals the guy. And he gets up and, and walks. And by the way, he said, um, if you want to get healed, stand up and take your bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and again, that's that, that what's called unction is they, he couldn't say, well, heal me and I'll stand up. Right. He said, no, you stand up and take your bed and you'll get healed. Right. And that you it's get to participate in this. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's that moment of faith of... Mm-hmm. I take the me- I take the step. I, I say mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I I follow further. The thing I can't do, but my my essence says I can do it. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. And as you start to do it, just with a desire to do it, God heals heals you. Um, amazing, right? It's really remarkable, you know. So in this case, he's saying this is really more about your friend friends hmm. than it is about you. You said yes, you have a heart to, uh, you're willing to, but it was really their faith mm-hmm. that got you in front of me to be able to take care of your problem, not not their problem. And they got to participate in seeing me do a great work on your behalf. Right. You know, so Which in and cool of itself, that? that's an amazing privilege to get to bear witness to it all and to get to be invited to be a part of it like that. Yeah. And why was why is that a privilege? Because we're getting to participate in the supernatural life of God, yeah. you know, and see it all firsthand and just being able, I mean, think about truly, I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to walk my friend in like that yeah, and to get to see God do only what God can do, yeah. you know? And when it's you, beautiful. when you look at see faith, I believe who you are, believe what you say, I believe your authority I believe you can solve this problem. I really mm-hmm. do believe it. I'm going to be persistent to to bring this person or to participate with mm-hmm. this person on your behalf, on his behalf, uh, to you. And when it happened, see, the four people's faith grew tremendously. Oh, yeah. Is that hallelujah, what we believed is true. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now they could do it more and more and more uh, for themselves, for other people. Right. And it starts to spread because he said the community is receiving the whole process through believing mm-hmm. who I am and what I'm up to. And you get to experience the supernatural. Right. Even in this case, it wasn't for you, but it was for somebody in your group. And you start to rejoice at it. And so and, and this is kind of a good indicator, by the way, is... And I, and I talk to people like this. Um, when you hear a testimony of something supernatural, what's your, what's your feeling? 
a lot of people. A pe- lot of times you're skeptical. Skeptical right? and I I kind of think I'm not really thrilled because I all it does is remind me of how lousy I my life is. I mm-hmm. I never get to participate in that. You're right. you're lucky and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't want to hear about it. Right. But if you're excited with faith, you rejoice. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! Fantastic that that happened to you. Just like you know, when we when we get together, we were just in Tuscany. One of the things we talked about is we so rejoice at hearing other people's supernatural stories. Oh, absolutely! And we're just thrilled and excited because, wow, how fantastic is that? It's happening mm-hmm. to you. We know it's going to happen to us. Uh, we are super excited mm-hmm. uh, that you get to participate in that and bear witness to that. And how thrilling that is. And so um, one of the things for we that do have a heart to do this would be to be even more persistent mm-hmm. to bring others along to uh, to God and don't be so passive and don't be quitting early. Now, right. we, do, we do need their permission, but if they do, with all their skepticism, with all their uh, inability, God says, you bring them and your faith will get rewarded, you know. And so, That's awesome. so it's really, it, it really encourages the group to lift each other up and keep doing that mm-hmm. together. And just stay with it. And stay with it. Until you see the healing and the breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. So, Father, we just love this story and, and we see the beauty of the faith of the four that uh, cut through that roof to get, get him in front of you. And they got to experience the supernatural. And so we just pray that we would have that same heart to others in our groups to keep encouraging them, to keep standing with them, and to keep going to you together to see you do great and mighty things that that only you can do. And we thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing another fantastic example of just the beauty of walking in supernatural life with God. Yeah, it really is. But um, thanks for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk about them, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.